It's my great pleasure to have on the line with me Samantha Castro of the Melbourne Palestine Action Coalition and the Whistleblower Australia Citizen Alliance. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Thanks for having me. So you're cold, uh, I understand, or becoming warmer after a, a stunning action today. I understand you're being joined by people in London in this action, which uh, had people locked on for about seven hours, uh, of course, on the, the one-year anniversary of this uh, terrible invasion of Palestine by Israel, Protective Edge. Talk to us about the action. Yeah, well, um, it's uh, the one-year anniversary of uh, the Israeli uh, incursion into Gaza, which, of course, resulted in you know, 2,500 Palestinians dying and over 500 children being killed. Uh, and there's that classic footage, of course, of the young Palestinian children on the beach who were mowed down by drone. Uh, and Albert Systems uh, is an Israeli arms manufacturer that provides 85% of the IDF's drones. Um, and they are heavily embedded in the surveillance system and um, all other parts of building around the uh, separation wall in the West Bank, and they're exporting their colonial apartheid violent uh, weaponry to the US-Mexico border with a similar kind of plan around border patrol and, and separation. Uh, so, you know, Albert Systems has made a lot of money out of killing children in Gaza and Palestine and other places around the world. And the Australian government uh, uses our taxpayers' money to subcontract to them for domestic contracts. And so we've had our eye on them for quite a while. We couldn't take it anymore when we saw what was going on in Gaza last year. And it seems our friends in London were feeling the same way and we accidentally, simultaneously, within a week of each other, did the same thing, climbed the roof of Albert and dropped banners and shut them down. This is so a year ago. Three being today, we both, you know, decided we had to go back and, and mark this um, because it was pretty horrific to watch. So Albert Systems, yeah, as, you've, as you've mentioned there, Scary company, military aircraft and helicopter systems. I'm just looking at their website, unmanned aircraft systems, obviously the drones, homeland security systems, naval systems, uh, intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance. Scary company, what was, uh, what was their response to your occupation today? Yeah, it's really interesting uh, that you ask about their response because, of course, last time we went there, uh, they escalated the situation very quickly with the police and there were, you know, 50-odd police that showed up for 20 people and uh, it, of course, travelled all around the world and in, into Palestine itself and Arabic newspapers. Uh, so their response today was to try and wait us out and completely ignore us because it was very, very cold, around 6 degrees in Melbourne today and pouring with rain on and off all day. Uh, I, I think they thought we would just give up and go because it was so cold and wet. Uh, but we shut them down for the whole day. Uh, we locked in the gate. We had uh, two people locked on for nearly nine hours in those conditions. And we, of course, rebuilt our um, well-known apartheid wall replication. 
So it was it was very interesting. We felt very strongly, actually, we were discussing after the action, we felt very strongly that uh, they had instructed the police not to escalate the situation yeah. uh, for fear that it would draw uh, media attention. Uh, but, you know, we went into the action actually thinking we wouldn't get any media, mainstream media attention uh, today because... Uh, I think the whole divestment movement and the BDS movement and, and the focus that seems to be turning towards uh, such companies that make weapons of destruction and death uh, is scary for them because when you start talking about arms manufacturers, you start talking about some of the biggest profit makers on the planet, most of them which, of course, sit in Western liberal democracies um, or friends of those democracies. Uh, so, yeah, it was quite interesting. Nine hours locked on and only two police officers the whole time. Very different reaction to last time. And no arrests and we locked off ourselves and took all our stuff home to go back again when the weather's better. Um, but, yeah, our friends in London are currently, they've shut down three factories. So, you know, our point to Albert is four factories, two countries, one day. Uh, you know, that's bigger than we did last time. We're growing as a movement. Our friends in the U.S. Uh, blocked the boat, have been watching what's been unfolding over the last nine, ten hours, and are right on board with us. Uh, so I think they're going to see a lot more of these internationally targeted and coordinated actions to disrupt their profit-making out of the misery of the Palestinian people. So we've had a report just just a few weeks ago now, the 22nd of June, released by the United Nations, very mildly chastising, I think, uh, Israel, if even that's for, quoting, serious violations of international human, humanitarian law that may amount to war crimes and that impunity prevails across the board regarding the actions of Israeli forces in Gaza. We did see, I think, around the, the time of the uh, protective edge, you know, assault of Gaza last year, some some heightened, I guess, consciousness compared to uh, previously on this this important issue. Where are we at at the moment? Obviously, you're disappointed that uh, hasn't been some more coverage today of of your action. But uh, where do you think the the consciousness mm. is that uh, broadly on on this issue? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I mean, I think the UN's consciousness is you know clearly lacking in any sort of. Uh, fortification, although I do know the, the uh, person who uh, headed up the report, she re- she resigned over the report uh, because she didn't feel it was strong enough. So there are people of very good conscience in all sorts of places, and we must never forget that. Uh, but in general, you know, look, I think Australia is in such a horrible situation at the moment in terms of the other government and the stripping of citizens' rights, the you know, the treatment of refugees, the complete uh, bending over backwards for the US and feeling comforted that we have a nuclear warship off our coast for war games in Queensland. Uh, We're in a pretty dark place right now. And I actually, you know, and then there's, of course, my pet topic, the TPP. Uh, There are some very serious games going on. And what I see happening is... Um, where they, those in power that are making money, the corporations and the political elite, are really in their you know last death throes. But in that throw, they have completely revealed themselves. Mm. Uh, and and this is the thing: the the more uh, fascist and the more uh, violent they become, and the more arrogant they become, 
uh, and the irony is, of course, they start operating in secret and repressing people's knowledge and lives. But the more transparent they also become in how absolutely um, they have abandoned any sense of humanity or um, sense of future for us as a society and, and a, a living planet. So I think people are feeling really overwhelmed. I think, uh, you know, I, as you know, I'm always involved in environmental and social justice work and, you know, it can get pretty hard and pretty depressing. Uh, so... I think, you know, there, I feel like there's also, there's almost this component of the population where, you know, these fear and repression campaigns are actually working and people are sort of switching off and, and going to sleep a little bit. Yeah. And, and I think now is the time where we actually need to rattle, rattle the cage and, and get stronger and more defiant. Uh, so it's been interesting to watch, for example, what's been happening in Greece and to see them vote no. Uh, because, you know, that's going to bring a whole lot of pain and, and stuff's going to shift really rapidly. Uh, but there is a point of no return. And if we allow the, the consciousness and the entities that are on this planet at the moment to continue down the path they are leading us, uh, we're going to create, you know, such destruction, such warfare, such climate catastrophe, and, and also just such injustice uh, that I see nothing but doom and despair and the death of the planet, the ecocide of the planet eventually, long after we've gone. Uh, so we're at a crossroads and it's really hard and it feels like that point in the workout or the marathon where you, you could really just lay down and not get up, but now is the time where we have to really get up. Uh, and, and deal with what's going on here on every single level. And this is the end of the industrial age. It is the death of fossil fuels. It is the end of the capitalist structure as we know it. Uh, this is about resisting and creating something new. And a really key point to remember is that this system is really vulnerable to smash open because it is so reliant on consumption and capitalism. And we can hurt companies from arms manufacturers um, to environmental vandals. So, you know, I think uh, I feel both hopeful and also sometimes equally despairing about where we're at. Mm. And I just keep trying to come back to the fact and the reality that once you know what's going on here, you have to do something, you know, or you're complicit. And so, you know, we have to keep sort of forging ahead, even though it feels really bleak. And I think um, I was at an event uh not so long ago with Senator Scott Ludlam and uh, one of the things that he said which was really soothing yeah. which he said in his very soothing voice is you know Tony Abbott won't be in power forever this will pass mm. you know and I think that's important to remember that we do have an opportunity still to turn it around so yeah I'm um I'm really happy to see the environmental movement really understands that yeah. and is coming out swinging but we now need other social justice movements to understand the interconnections between those that rape the planet and those that cause the deaths of children in Palestine. You know, the U.S. empire is the biggest user of fossil fuels on the planet, and we are just creating uh, unforeseen consequences by continuing down this path of using, uh, you know, violence and, and weaponry as a way to, to deal with uh, a structure that no longer serves us. And that's really what we're doing. We're trying to, like, beat, bash, bomb 
everybody back into the, the Cold War mentality and the structure that worked for us. Um, but the genie's out of the bottle, you know, uh, and, and we can't put the lid back on. So we now have to, uh, you know, really start thinking about how we create uh, the world that we want to live in. And, you know, I don't mean that in a, a, a sloppy kind of, you know, slogan way. I mean, we really actually need to start innovating, creating new structures of organising, of living, of technology, and, and get our heads around that, you know. Well, speaking of soothing voices, thank you so much for sharing yours with us and obviously well and beyond just uh, the soothing voice, the important actions you're taking. Um, Thanks for joining us. Thank you.